Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. What is going on, everybody? We are here tonight with a new episode of the Bench Mob. It's just two Bench Mobbers tonight. Two, just two of us, man. We, we might have a third one joining us in a little while, but uh, right now it's just uh, just me and Ben Brown. Ben, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. You know, it's uh, it's playoff time. We've had some good games um, outside of the um, outside of a couple of the like the Philly series and the the surprisingly the Brooklyn series I mean which have had two good games but for Brooklyn to be up you know 2-0 or I mean I'm sorry for the Celtics to be up 2-0 yeah like it's just kind of unexpected but it's been really good it's been it's been a really cool uh playoff run so far uh watching actually watching these young teams like your Memphises and your Minnesotas and those guys get runs it's been pretty cool yeah, it's been a very interesting playoff so far. I, I would say that I am I am surprised by a lot at this point so far. I I'm uh, there's some stuff that's coming. I'm like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen, but it's been super entertaining so far. Like it's been really really entertaining. And once again, I say this every year: if you don't really watch the NBA throughout the year, turn on some playoffs game games, man. I mean, it's it's this is just high quality television right now because the games, even if they're not close, they might be a few minutes mm-hmm. later. Like yeah. And you've always got some drama. You've always got some drama. Um, and uh, it's, it's been a wild uh, week or so, so far. So let's, uh, let's kind of get into it. Let's talk a couple of these series, uh, talk some injuries that might have some serious bearings on some series later down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, let's go, let's, let's kind of review some of the games from last night. So last night, the Celtics played the Brooklyn Nets. They are in a series with them and Celtics have won again. And it was a good game. It was a good oh, game. Oh yeah. Very, good game. very good game. Um, but the Celtics were just way too much for the Nets to handle at this point. Um, their defense is so stifling and just yeah. so impressive right now, which is so funny because at the beginning of the season, I thought these guys were bums. Yeah. Because they, because they were. Just being able to flip that switch, because, I mean, I was I was wondering, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to trade Marcus Smart? Are they going to, you know, unload, you know, Tatum or Brown? Or, you know, mm-hmm. what are they going to do and everything? They somehow figured it out. Um, they ended up getting the – is it the, the two-seed or the three-seed? Uh, I believe they are the two seed. Two seed, yes. I, I'm at the end there. The shakeout kind of kind of threw me off because there, it was so tight at the end with some of those teams. But, anyways, um, last night uh, they gave the Brooklyn Nets the absolute business defensively. Um, they were able to lock him, uh, Kevin Durant, up so much towards the end and just give him so many fits. And a guy who is pretty much considered to be probably the best scorer in the world right now. Um, they, they took him out of the equation at the end of the game last night, Ben, how did you feel about that? What did you, what did you see that stuck out to you about that victory? Um, it seems like to me in this series, um, 
I, the Celtics' athleticism and length are giving them problems. I think the Celtics are probably the only team um, in the – probably Philly too, but where their length is giving Kevin Durant issues. Um, you know, Kevin Durant was 4 of 17 last night. It's very rare, one, Kevin Durant takes 17 shots. But two, for him to go four of seventeen is is a um, I mean that's just a rarity. He just doesn't do that. Now I'll say this: he did get to the line twenty times and made eighteen of twenty free throws. Um, so um, he was able to 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 get to spots and get fouls. But as far as just his jump shot, um, it, it just was not was not on. Things were not on, and, and people are getting a little bit concerned. Um, I don't know why. I mean, he's proven that he he can have bounce back games, uh, and I'm sure he'll come out and put up a forty burger uh, in New Jersey, um, just because he has not played his Bro- best. Brooklyn. Team. I mean, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. Brooklyn. 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 Yeah, my bad. Brooklynites. My fault. My fault. Um, well, <laughs> in Brooklyn, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will put up a forty burger because uh, that's just how Kevin Durant is. He will not have. Uh, another game like that, hopefully, uh, in the series. Um, you know, they it's it's tough for them because it, you can't say they're not getting some supporting cast help. I mean, uh, the uh, Curry had 16. Um, uh, Brown had 23. Uh, yeah, uh, Drogic off the bench with 18. So it's not like they're get, not getting uh, their supporting cast help. Um, but when your stars shoot eight for 30, cause Kyrie was four for 13, uh, you're, you're going to have some struggles. So, um, props to, you know, props to, uh, the Celtics defense, um, their length, <clears throat> you know, props to Marcus smart who deservedly got the defensive player of the year. Um, yeah. you know, his activity, um, just on their guards in general, uh, especially on Kyrie because Kyrie is so shifty. Um, he Kyrie does not get an easy shot. He doesn't get an easy look, um, and, and he has done a good job of staying with Kyrie. You're not. I mean, of course, you're never going to stop Kyrie, but you know he he's done a great job of staying in front of Kyrie and, and giving him some fits. I would say that he did stop Kyrie last night. Yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it because yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie played 40 minutes. He put up 10 points. He had eight rebounds and he only had one assist last night. Yeah. Which is, yeah. you know, kind of shocking. So, um, you know, being able to lock up a guy named, you know, a, a guy like Kyrie Irving is, mm-hmm. is a huge thing. And seeing Marcus Smart morph into this, I mean, he's always been great defensively, but to see him get the award this year and everything, mm-hmm. get it presented to him by Gary Payton, which I thought was which really, cool. really cool. Yeah. Very that's cool. really cool. Um, you know, he, this guy deserves it, and he is he is out there absolutely proving why he won that award. Um, being yep. able to lock up a guy like Kyrie, like you said, he's shifty. He's he's one of the best ball handlers, probably one of the best finishers I've ever seen absolutely. in basketball. Um, so you know, it's like you dedicate all your time towards that. So you see a guy like Gordon Drogic is going to come off the bench, and he's still going to get some points because yeah, you know, you're 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 kind of busy doing that. Now, look at this; they're getting great production from Bruce Brown. And yeah. he was I, – I really liked him last year. They're still getting good production for him. But I'll be honest with you, I I, I hate the makeup of this team. I really, really uh, – yeah. I, don't, I don't like I don't like it. Um, it's not a great team. You do have the probably, like I said, the best score, if not 
what top one, top two, who you talk depends how you talk to player in the game right now playing for your team. But mm-hmm. you traded away James Harden. Mm-hmm. You got Ben Simmons and Seth Curry. Seth Curry's uh, fan, a phenomenal shooter. He had 16 points last night. Mm-hmm. There is talk now that Ben Simmons will be returning in game four. So he did not want, and 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 I don't feel like that is done by any sort of coincidence that he's not going to be in Celtic territory because those fans are going to just oh, tear yeah. him apart. Yeah. And I don't know where he's at mentally to be able to take something out like that. But what what can we expect from Ben Simmons at this point if he shows up in Game Four? Now they could be down three games to nothing at that point. This could yeah. be a completely meaningless. Fool's Aaron game that he shows up. This this next game game three has got to be it's it's a win now for the Nets. Got to they have to win game three. They have to win game three. And Ben Simmons coming back. Um, I do I don't. The NBA is such a special league. I just don't think you can sit out a year and a half of basketball and come back and expect to be this end all be all, you know, you know, saving grace of, of um, Brooklyn. Like I know they're not expecting him to be a saving grace because he's not really a scorer or what, what is the point of even bringing him back? Like, I, I, I just don't, I just don't understand. It. I just don't get it. Um, but I, I think that there is a, um, I, if, if you see that there's, there's like the grasping at straws, like it's weird. Like, like yeah. I, I, you know, you're you're a team of desperation. You start to see that kind of stuff because Ben Simmons is not going to be ready for playoff basketball. So you're taking a guy who has had already had mental health issues and putting him in a situation <laughs> where you're going to challenge his mental health in Game Four of a do or die. You know, if they go down three zero, you're putting him in a light. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of sense I, does that make? It doesn't make I, any sense. I, I question so many things that the the Brooklyn Nets have done over the last couple yeah. years, but you know, t- saying that he's going to be ready to come out Game Four, like if they're down three games to nothing, I I don't see it happening. Yeah, I no don't point. see them putting out there. But you know, here's the thing. You know, it's like Ben gets traded there. You mm-hmm. know, we don't know. You know, he hasn't played in a year. I mean, it wasn't like he was hurt. No. In the la- in the last game that he played, okay, you know he just made a a bungling mistake and it got completely blown out of proportion and mm-hmm. and now he's he's playing on Brooklyn but he hasn't played yet so because he's probably out of shape and you know whatever that's fine but right I don't know how I I, I just don't understand the sense in saying he's going to come back for game four if you get if you get game three and you win game three. Okay, there's no there's no harm in putting him out there because I mean I mean you look at the rest of the roster and you know yeah <laughs> I mean yeah. you got Andre Drummond down there lumbering down the court <laughs> you know you got him out there um, and, and they don't you know it's it, it, I, I don't even know you know we don't even and, and it, they still have uh, they still have I guess Blake and Aldridge and they're not even they don't even, even they don't they don't sniff the floor. They don't even sniff the yeah. floor right now. Yeah, they so they don't even sniff the floor. Mm-hmm. So so you don't have those guys actually playing any real minutes in this. And Patty Mills is another guy I'd like to bring up who I thought was going to be like a huge piece to this team. And yeah. and he's kind of disappointed me this year. I mean, yeah, he's, had, he, he's had some good yeah. games. I'm not going to say the guy has not had any good games, but 
I just he's figured, disappeared. Yeah, like I feel like he should. This seems like a, a series where you know he would be out there, you know, being that backup guy. But it, but it's Drogic who's getting the the minutes mm-hmm. in the grind with this too. So, um, you know, it's very interesting. Um, if you were a betting man, uh, how would you how would how would you say this series is going to shake up? Because I think I think Brooklyn's going to get at least one. Yeah, they'll get one. They'll get one. Um, but I think Boston will I just think Boston's Boston did did the right thing and they've done the right thing so far, which is get hot at the right time. Yeah. So I mean they ended the year like what 15, they won 15 out of, out of 17 or something. Yeah, something crazy. Did. Like they they ended the year hot. They were playing good basketball. The Nets did not end the year hot. They were you had they had guys limping off of injury. Um you know, you had guys in and out of the lineup. Katie missed a lot of games. Kyrie, you know, you know, which, which, you know, on a side note, I did not know Kyrie was Muslim. So he's been going yeah. through Ramadan. I, I, yeah. I had no idea, which he was know, eating a, to, eating a banana, I think. Yeah. On the he ate a on the side, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess the, the end of, I guess it was the end of Ramadan, maybe. But, yeah. yeah. But yeah. So, I, you know, you have all these different things going on. And, and <laughs> you know, on top of that, you trade away James Harden. You bring in Ben Simmons. Um, you know you've who's got not pieces. Who's not playing? Who's not, yeah, who's not playing? Um, you've got you've got some pieces there. You know, we said you, Drummond's playing twenty four minutes, uh, which is way too many. You know, for a series like this, it just seems like a lot of minutes for Andre Drummond, especially when he's only giving you five points um, and four rebounds. So I mean, I you know. I don't know how much, you know, how much he should be playing. But, I mean, do you go small? Do you take Drummond out and move, you know, do you move KD to the five? Do you try to make some adjustments to go be a little quicker, a little bit more athletic? You know, you're, you're getting surprise minutes from Drogic, who started, I think he's 36 or 37 years old. I never would expect of him to play this much or play this well. Um, um, you know, Patty Mills has been a diff- disappointment disappointment you just don't have a whole lot of things on your roster outside of kevin durant and kyrie everything if them two aren't playing well then you're in a lot of trouble yeah yeah that's i mean you're you're completely relying on on two players to pretty much drag a team that Mm -hmm. would be basically the 1999 bulls without those two stars i mean it it would be really really bad so um you got a bunch of you got a bunch of role players so let's move on so we've we've talked a lot about the celtics in the in the in the nets uh like i said we think we think the celtics are going to probably wrap that one up at some point in the near future but uh so last night um Philadelphia uh, and the Raptors took it to overtime for game three of their series. And Joel Embiid did to the Raptors what Kawhi Leonard did to the Sixers. A Sixers. Couple years back. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it was, it wasn't, it didn't get the wild bounce that Kawhi yeah. had, but it was an incredible shot. And Joel mm-hmm. Embiid firing on all cylinders, showing why Philadelphia is one of the most, if not the most dominant team in the NBA right now. Um, yeah. winning 104 to 101 over the Raptors. This, this series is done, right? Uh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> uh, it's a, uh, you know, I, I, I like this Raptors team, but it's Raptors. The rat is another thing, you know, they kind of limped in as well. Um, you know what I mean? Like they, they yeah. did not come in playing well. Um, you know, Van, uh, Van Vliet has kind of been up and down all year. You got, you know, um, 
OG Ananobi has played well in spurts. You got Siakam, who actually played really well going into the end of the season, but he had a bad game last night. He was six of sixteen. Yeah. Uh, Van Vliet was three of thirteen. It's it's once again like if your stars don't play well in the playoffs and they have bad games like that, and not saying that Gary Trent is a bad player or you know, um, you know, Ananobi's played well, but not saying those guys are bad players, but when your stars don't play well. I mean, it, it's tough to win playoff games. And on top of that, dude, they're, they are playing Thibodeau-type minutes in the Raptors. Dude, Gary yeah. Trent's played 45 minutes. Van Fleet played 45 minutes. Ananobi played 46, and Siakam played 48 minutes. minutes. He played 48 minutes. Yeah, you're right here. When you're looking through the stats from last night, the minute – the minute, like, this is a very – uh, small team when you look at what they're mm-hmm. running at this point. They got five – basically they're running a nine-man lineup, um, yep. which, you know, it's pretty standard for the NBA right now in the playoffs. But just milking Gary Trent Jr. and Fred Van Vliet and, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, Precious Achua got 36, you know, minutes last night. So yeah. um, looking at that, one guy that, like, I like I wish was on my team again, and I don't know why, I, you know, it's it's interesting that he's kind of – been underutilized in toronto is uh that young man yeah like yeah, I, I, I would, would agree with that yeah i would love to see him you know i would have loved to have seen him someplace else doesn't look like he's getting as much burn with them no. um uh, pascal siakam like you said not a great game last night he had 12 points five rebounds four assists you got to get more out of your out of your best player absolutely um, now a lot of people might say fred van fleet is the is the best player on the raptors but i'm still gonna say as pascal siakam no, I, yeah i would say pascal siakam uh, if Siakam doesn't score twenty five and have eight rebounds, they they usually don't they usually don't win those basketball games. Uh, and Van Vliet's the same way; he's got to be a 20, 20, 20 point ten assist guy. He had nine assists last night, but only twelve points. He shot three of thirteen from the field and two of ten from three. So that you know, when your stars and it's not like they don't like I said, same thing with with uh, with Brooklyn. It's not like their supporting cast isn't playing well. I mean, yeah. Ananobi had 26, Gary Trent had 24, Achua had 20. Um, so I mean, though that's three other guys that have scored that scored 20 points last night that your stars combined for 24. So, you know, if you're not getting that, you're not gonna win many games. No, you're not. You're not. And they're and uh, you know, I, I feel like this Toronto Raptors team is kind of a team that's kind of I wouldn't say that they are at a crossroads, but mm-hmm. there's definitely some work on this roster. I don't love the way this roster has been constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ever since Kawhi has left, it's kind of been, I wouldn't say it's been in shambles, but it's, it, it's missing that star player yeah. and they don't, they don't have it at the moment. And, you know, I just, I, they don't have enough to beat, uh, to beat the Sixers right now because Joel Embiid, playing out of his mind, James Harden. I mean, he's, he, I feel like he sleepwalks through an almost triple double all the time. (laughs) You know, he doesn't even have to try. Uh, He can sleepwalk through it. I mean, he he had 19, 10 and six last night. Phenomenal stat line. I mean, not great in the points category, but just still super productive. Tyrese Maxey, who is probably growing on me is probably my favorite Philadelphia 76er right now. He played 40. He played 47 minutes last night, as did Tobias Harris. So it took everything they had to go ahead and go up 104 to 101 on them at the end of the game. But it was a, uh, it was, I think it's one of those things where 
it's over. <laughs> yeah, it is. Man. Like, it, I think it's, I think it it's is. over. I don't, I, I just don't see them coming back from this at this point. Um, they just, they just don't have any juice left, but um, moving on. So like I said, every, every series we've had is, has been at least somewhat interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's kind of float over to the West coast, uh, talk some West coast basketball right now. So um, the Suns and the Pelicans are in a, uh, kind of an odd uh, first to eight seed. The Pelicans limped into the the uh, the play-in game and ended up, you know, now they're there and they're in the playoffs. Um, they got a win yes, the other they night. Did. They got a win. Um, they ended up beating the Suns 125 to 114. And their star player, Devin Booker, is now out of commission for an estimated mm. two to three weeks. So it's it's safe to say he's not going to come back for this series. Now, yeah. not to say that Chris Paul and and DeAndre Ayton can't carry this team. They absolutely can. And Cam Johnson, I'm sorry, Cameron Payne, in any time that he's had to step up, I feel like he's been able to step up. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens in these next couple games because Brandon Ingram played an absolutely incredible game the other night he had 37 points 11 rebounds and nine assists in 39 minutes i mean that was that was his true welcome you know to the the nba playoffs moment right there i mean that was that was a phenomenal performance how are you feeling about the pelicans right now who i thought you know a week ago were just kind of an afterthought yeah um the play of brandon egram has made this series interesting um you know the way he's played in this series, it, it, it'll it'll make it'll make it a little bit better. I still think Phoenix is going to win the series, um, but it'll make it a little bit more interesting, um, just because he's playing really well. Um, and, and now the Suns are are facing the predicament of not having their best player. Um, I, of course, we love Chris Paul, we love Aiton, we love Bridges. You know, uh, they they have players there that can step up um, and play. But, man, it is hard. It is so hard to replace a guy like Devin Booker, man. It's so hard to replace a guy like Devin Booker. And, and, and for them, you know, for them, when you saw um, Chris Paul go down last year, um, it's a little bit different feel just because I think Devin Booker was playing it is playing just at a just an unbelievable clip right now. So for him to go down, uh, it's going to change the whole aspect of how they do things, how they run the offense. It's going to put more on Chris Paul, which not saying Chris Paul can't handle it, but he is he is a thirty seven year old point guard. Um, yeah, you you know DeAndre Ayton is a good player, but is he going to give you twenty eight and twelve every night? Who knows. Who's going to be that guy that's going to step up for them and replace that 31 points uh, that Devin Booker is going to is averaging in this um, in this playoff series? Well, I mean, who's going to step up and give them that? Um, I mean, it's, it, it could be a combined effort, of course. You know, you still have campaign um, Cam Johnson. I mean, they have guys that can play, but it's like Devin Booker has just been playing out of this world. So I don't know how. They're gonna how they're gonna replace that scoring and the way that he can get to the basket and shoot the basketball. 
Um, I don't know how they're going to replace that or what they're going to do to make that make that work. Yeah, I think I think this is going to be rough. So if the Pelicans get on a uh, a little run here, they could I could see them seriously taking advantage of of the you know the Phoenix Suns not having their best player right now, mm-hmm. and and the Pelicans. You know, I think any team that makes it to the playoffs. Um, you know, and, and a big thing of the NBA playoffs is health. If, um, you know, if you're, if your team is very healthy, you might get really far. If you lose one of your star guys, something else might happen. I mean, you look at last year's NBA finals and you see, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks and you see the Phoenix Suns and they were both really healthy teams when they made it to the NBA finals, you know, so the NBA playoffs, they can completely just depend on health. And losing a guy like Devin Booker, to me, is a huge blow, even for one series. I mean, I still think the Phoenix Suns are going to figure out a way to, to get the job done. But it's going to be a little bit tougher now. It is definitely going to be a little bit tougher. Yeah, so I would agree with that for sure. So, midway Joshua through our... Hayes. Joshua Hayes, can you hear us? I am I am in and ready to go. You are here. He has made it. <laughs> nice of you to join us, man. <laughs> Joshua Odellis. How we doing, well, fellas? I know I missed a little bit, but I'm ready to catch up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we still got plenty of basketball to talk. So uh, we're kind of kind of moving on. We're going through series by series right now. So we've already kind of discussed the 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 Celtics and the Nets and the Sixers and the Raptors and Pelicans and the Suns. And I would love to go talk about my favorite team of all time right now and kind of gush on their victory last night because I didn't think that it was possible that they were going to get one game in this series. And my Chicago Bulls somehow, some way, dug deep last night and said, <laughs> we're not deep. losing a 15th straight game to Giannis Antetokounmpo. We don't lose 15 straight games to one Wow, guy. was it going to be 15 straight? It may have been almost 15. Yes, it was going to be 15. Whoa, <laughs> I, I did not know that. Yes. So, yeah, the last time that they had beat Giannis Antetokounmpo, I believe, was maybe his rookie season uh, in the playoffs when they ended up, I think, beating them. I think that was the last time that they were actually able to beat a Giannis Antetokounmpo team So um, wow. where he actually played in the game. So uh, it was bad. But Chicago Bulls came out last night, huge victory, 114 to, I believe, 110 Mm -hmm. last night in Milwaukee. Uh, They were able to come off with a victory. And DeMar DeRozan, who shot just really poorly the last game and said that he would not do that again, he backed up his (laughs) words and he gave Milwaukee the business. He dropped 41 points, a playoff career high. Seven rebounds and four assists in 44 minutes. Uh, also, Nikola Vucevic, who I was literally texting people at the beginning of the game saying, trade this guy. We're done. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm out on this bum. And then he comes out and plays probably his best game of the season. 24 points, 13 rebounds, and two assists. Um, their defense last night was absolutely stifling. They stopped Giannis Antetokounmpo so many times. You can't stop Giannis. You, you, right. can't, you can't stop him. He's still got 33 points, 18 rebounds, and 9 assists, which is an absurd stat line. It's absurd. That is, that's, that he, is absurd. 
he ended up having to play the five most of the game because Bobby Hortis ended up getting uh, getting smacked in the eye by Tristan Thompson. It was a dirty play. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, <laughs> he started started bleeding from his eyeball, and he left. And then Chris Middleton uh, ended up getting hurt later on. Um, and here we are. We are tied 1-1. The Bulls somehow – I don't know what it, – it, it felt last night like they had gotten their mojo back, like they had – you know, it was like when the Monstars and Space Jam came and stole all the powers. It feels like they got that back last night. They were incredible. Josh, how are you feeling about the Chicago Bulls after two games now? I tell you what, man. They they I felt like they figured something out towards the end of the first game. And uh, we were texting back and forth, man. And, and the guy that I got to give some props to, I, I know DeRozan, you know, he went out flat out and said, like, I'll never shoot six for 25 ever again or whatever his shooting was. And he, he backed that up. But, dude, Alex Caruso, oh. um, his, his, he, his stat sheet's not going to show it. The nine points, you know, on three of eight shooting. He hit a couple big threes. But, like, his defense on the floor and, like, what he has been doing just disrupting everything that the Bucks are doing on offense. I mean, drawing charges, getting steals at big moments, rebounds, altering shots. Um, I mean, he had two blocks last night, I think, yeah. on um, in the game. Just his play looks like he's elevated himself. And I wanted, I wanted to text you guys so bad last night and be like, could the Lakers be in the playoff game if this guy would have stayed on the Lakers team? Because of the amount of the intangible stuff he did on the floor last night, it doesn't show in the box score. And then the second piece of it is um, I think a lot of uh, us as Bulls fans don't – I don't think a lot of people really see it, but like the minutes we got out of Pat Williams last night and what he was able to do on the floor, you know, the nine rebounds and the ten points, and he made some big shots when the score got kind of close. And um, – those two kind of changed everything that was going on last night. They were giving people fits everywhere. Middleton got a little hot um, in that game. And then I actually didn't even realize he got hurt um, until, until it was too late. But um, now that it's one, one and we actually won a game in Milwaukee and we're coming back to Chicago and we seem to be the healthier team. um, I got a little optimism, man, that we might be able to make this a series. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, Middleton being hurt, um, I, I'm assuming Bobby Portis will be back, of course, but um, but Middleton is a big – that's a big blow for Milwaukee, not just scoring-wise, but also defensively. I mean, he's a very good two-way player. Um, you know, Giannis is going to be Giannis because um, he's going to do what he, he needs to do. Um, but – you know, like we talked about before, like, you know, when you have a big three and one of those goes down, somebody else is going to have to, you know, take those points. So who is the who is the player that can step up and, and score Middleton type buckets? Um, we know Holiday. We know Holiday has that pedigree. Um, you know, Pat Connaughton has shown that he can shoot well, did not shoot well last night. Him or Grace Allen, they both. They combined two for 10 from three, both had a combined six points. Um, Wesley Matthews is kind of a wild card for me because sometimes he can have games where he is just phenomenal. I know that because he was a pacer and he would do that and get my hopes all up and then he would be <laughs> terrible the next game. 
Um, but he, he's a guy that can get hot and play well. Um, but the Bulls, to me, right now, um, it, the big key for them um, is, to me, is Vucevic. Um, if he's going to give you 24 and 13 every night, you're going to win a lot of basketball games. Um, to me, that that offensive of, of threat for him at the center position is, is huge for, for the Bulls. Um, Levine will play – I mean, he's – Levine shot the ball well, scored well. He's three or four from three uh, and shot seven, 13 from the field. DeRozan, I believe, um, will is in top five MVP voting. In my opinion, he was a top five MVP guy. So I, I think that he's going to continue to play well. But the key to this, um, which Josh, you already mentioned, was Caruso's defense. And I think the offensive ability of Vucevic um, is, is huge for the Bulls. And it could make it a series now that Middleton's not playing. And you don't know who that next guy is going to be for them. Um, so I, I think the Bulls have a shot. My money on this series, on Bobby Portis becoming that guy, um, I think he's going to come back all sorts of pissed off um, yeah. after after what Tristan Thompson did uh, in, that, in that play. Um, I will say this. Wesley Matthews... Um, I don't like leaving him. In, I don't like leaving him in the corner at all. The guy sinks yeah. home. I feel like every shot that he's open, he makes. Um, he is definitely a J.R. Smith energy kind of guy who can get mm-hmm. up there and and really disrupt your team. I could see him also stepping up a lot. Uh, like Josh said, the 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 defense from Alex Caruso, specifically on Rue Holiday and disrupting their offensive plans through him. Uh, was huge um and he is he's their he's their second best player when middleton's down but the guy that that really just seems that i don't know why this is but he always just seems to kill us just because he's so damn big is brooke lopez brooke lopez yeah. <laughs> brooke lopez yeah. man 25 points six <laughs> rebounds one assist we don't have any answers for brooke like brooke is for some reason, always just destroyed the Bulls. He's always, you know, and he, and he he's not super athletic at all, but he's yeah. a phenomenal shooter. Um, you know, he's so big, he can get easy layups. He just bullies people if he if he wants to score. And I can see them going through him a lot more this next game. There, there's going to be a huge um, change of game plan for them with Middleton being out now. Two to three weeks, they're saying at least. Yeah. With At this, least. and even if the Bucks make it to you know past the Bulls, this this is gonna linger on, man. And you get into a series later down the line with you know Miami or something, you're you're not you're gonna want to have Middleton back, hopefully. So um, absolutely, that's gonna be that's gonna be one to really keep an eye on right now. So I'm I'm you know from my Bulls, obviously I'm crossing my fingers and I'm hoping I'm hoping they might be able to get a few more wins and who knows shock the world. That'd phenomenal. I'm glad they got one game, but. Um, so I'm just going to skip, kind of skip through this one. We'll talk a little bit of the Miami heat Hawks series, which is another one, even though Miami's just up two games to none. I feel like this one, this one is already over. Um, congrats to the Hawks to getting into the playoffs. Uh, you can't can't be Trey young and piss off Jimmy Butler like that. You just can't do that. Like, no, no. No. I heard somebody. I heard somebody the other day say this. Um, I don't remember who it was, but they said a, a series is never really in the grasp of being over until a team wins on the road. So that even though you're up 2-0 and you're going on the road, 
Like you really never have control of that series until you win a game on the road. So do we think that the Hawks can win a game in Atlanta? Because if we don't, like that's a done deal. Do we think the Hawks can win at home in Atlanta? Um, yes. The way the well, the way the Heat are playing right now, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I just I mean, anything can happen. Yes, it's NBA basketball, of course. Anything anything can happen. Um, you know, any yeah. But I just think that um, I I mean honestly, I just think that the the Heat are playing really well i you know i i think they're playing good basketball um i think jimmy butler is on a mission um and and i think that he's got enough pieces around him um kind of like two years before and two years ago in the bubble he's got enough people around him i think that he's that team is uh is is ready to make a run and on top of that they play really good defense really really good defense yeah they play really good defense i feel like miami always has the advantage no matter what for any team that's visiting them because Mm -hmm. you're a visiting nba team you get there a couple hours early you're in miami if you get there the night before you might go out if you are a team that is playing a matinee game against the miami heat on a weekend you're done it's yeah, you're, you, you you went out the night before. It's a trap game immediately. All you got to do is just go play in Miami for the night. And the Heat always capitalize on that. It's like it's mm-hmm. like they have that weird they have one of the weirdest home court advantages in basketball because it's just a place people want to go and hang out, you know, party the night before and and they I feel like they always have a slight slight edge on uh on, on yeah because it's anything. not like it's it's not like new york um where you know in in the middle of february you know you get in there like it's not 80 degrees outside you know what i'm saying and you got yeah. mm-hmm. parties going on on the beach all night like like you said you get to miami man and the first thing you think of is south beach and you're ready to go yeah 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 so um Let's kind of go into the series that's it's actually happening as we speak right now. So the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves are in a dogfight. Well, it's not really a dogfight tonight. Yeah. But uh, they're coming off the Grizzlies are coming off a 124-96 victory um, on Tuesday night over the Timberwolves. And as of right now, the Timberwolves are up 68. 68- to 48 on the Grizzlies. What mm-hmm. is going on here, guys? We thought that the, I, I was under the impression that the Grizzlies were going to make, this was their time. This was going to be their run. And here we are. Hey, you were right. already, but the yeah. curse to Timberwolves, weren't you? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I was, I told you I was only sold on two teams mm-hmm. coming out of the West and that was Golden State and Phoenix. And I felt like everybody else was in a crapshoot. And even though the Grizzlies had the two seed, um, they're young, man. Like they, they got a lot of young talent on that team. They're not, I'm not saying that Minnesota has some playoff experience, but they at least have a couple guys on there. That's been in the playoffs, you know, Pat Bev being one of them. And I think that, that that type of experience helps. And I don't know, man, this Minnesota team's kind of gelled as of late. And we watched them in the play-in games and uh, they're dangerous. Like they are fun. They are fast. They are careless. They have they're kind of like the Grizzlies in a sense. Like they give no Fs about they just go out and play mm-hmm. ball. And uh they're kind of fun to watch, like I said. And like I, I don't think that they're scared to play anybody. 
Yeah, oh, I would agree with that. I would agree with that um, wholeheartedly. Um, you know, I think the this Memphis team, I think sometimes uh, their youth, um, their youth plays against them. Um, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad because you know in this. If you've looked at it at all the second half, I mean they've been outscored seventeen to three in this in this uh, second half. So it's it's you know they're you know are they you know not running offensive sets? Are they are they trying to do one on one ball? You just don't know with a young team. But this Minnesota team is like Josh has said they they are gelling really well. They're playing really well together, um, and and it's coming from unlike unlikely people like Patrick Beverly. Like I would not expect him to give you an offensive, you know, an offensive of a uh, push, but he, he has, he's played well offensively. Of course he plays well defensively. Um, D'Angelo Russell is shooting the ball. Well, um, and this is with Carl Anthony towns. Like he's only taken three shots tonight. He's two or three from the field. So I, you know, before, you know, I was a little concerned that he had only, had only taken, you know, a minimal amount of shots, but they seem to be, playing better with him taking less shot. I, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know if the ball is moving more or if they're, or they're able to do different things, but um, they're hitting outside shots. They're, they're moving the ball. Well, they're playing well. Uh, their role players are playing well. So I, I, I don't know. This Minnesota team is, they have been fun to watch. Um, and they're like, they are like the Grizzlies. They're, they're young. They're, they're talented. They've got, um, different guys that are stars, you know, you see Anthony Edwards, um, you know, is playing well, D'Angelo Russell's playing well. So, you know, you got young stars matched up and, and it, it's, you know, games should be closer than what they are, but like they've had back-to-back blowout games for some reason. So you just don't know what you're going to get with these two young teams. Two words, Anthony Edwards. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This guy has been just absolutely incredible. They had a stat up on the screen a couple minutes ago and said that I, I guess he's now, he's had 70 some points over the first three games um, yep. and under the age of 21. Uh, and he was, they said he, I think, I think he's the highest scorer out of that of all time. I think he just passed uh, Steph Marbury. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's huge. So he's, he has been incredible this year. I think he is a huge part of their success. Um, this is, what the team with Zach Levine should have been right. years ago. They're finally getting this team. They're finally getting this squad right now. Um, this is what they, they envisioned with Zach Levine and all those guys over there and Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. And here we are, we got Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell and everything's clicking now guys. So um, very excited for the Timberwolves here. Uh, not excited for John Morant though, because he has been probably the most exciting player of the entire NBA season. Well, yeah, I we all know that. that we all know that if Morant wasn't playing, that Memphis would probably be winning right now. So that's that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the fans' take. Like we we win when Morant doesn't play. Like they're for some reason, like they think that they're not better when he's on the floor. Well, I, I mean, I there's definitely I, I have heard that before because he's you know he they had all those games where they ended up and they go like fifteen and one or something without him or something. Yeah. At one point, I mean, it was stupid. Um, this is just, I feel like the, the Timberwolves just hitting their stride at the right time and the Grizzlies kind of just right in the middle of it. They're just getting caught up in it right now. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But this one, I don't know. I feel like this one's going to go seven. It's uh, it's 
they're just they're both really really fun young teams and mm-hmm. i can't wait to see now i'm going to move on to probably what i i'm going to go ahead and consider is probably my my least favorite series right now uh the mavericks and the jazz um i watched game one <laughs> of these guys and i don't know what it is about these teams but if luka Doncic is not on the floor i don't care <laughs> <laughs> Like I just, I just don't care. Like he's got to be out there or I, I, this is not a team that the Mavericks, I don't care about them. And the jazz, we know this is their last run together. This is going to be, this is definitely the last year we're going to see Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, on a team together. Um, This is going to be their last hurrah. Um, With Luca being out, this series is tied up one, one, and I could not care less about it. <laughs> at all I, i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna hide it i don't know what it is guys i just i cannot get jazzed about the jazz and the mavericks without luka Doncic, they're just not that interesting to me um you know J- when you know jalen brunson ended up throwing up 41 points the other day okay cool cool who else was gonna throw up 41 points you know so it's like <laughs> you know you're looking at like you're looking at this starting lineup and it's you know Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, there's nothing exciting about this team at all to me, at all. No. No, and the the sad part is, man, is like, I don't understand. Like, when you look at the Jazz's starting lineup, like, they're solid. Like, I don't get – I don't get why it's such a struggle for them. Like, they should – especially without Luka, like, this should be a sweep. Like, they should win the next four games. They should. I agree with Um, you. You look at Mitchell Conley, Gobert, Bogdanovich, and O'Neal, and then Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. Like, even if you shorten your lineup, like, that's solid. You know, they got guys like Whiteside, if, if they decide to put him in, Pascal, Rudy Gay. Like, I've still said that the Joe Ingles injury hurt them a lot, and then they traded him. Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah. Um, he was a big piece of what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, he was super solid. He reminded me a lot of um, – I'm not going to put him in the same – stratosphere is this guy but um he reminded me a lot of um why is his name uh spurs um help me please which one uh <laughs> the spurs guy spurs Ginobili. guy Ginobili. Ginobili. oh yeah oh, we're, we're gonna put okay okay yeah just just about like you know Sometimes he didn't start. He comes off the bench. Hi, he gets you a lot. He can do a lot of things for you. I'm not saying he's as skilled as Ginobili, but like that's kind of what his role was with with uh, Utah. Yeah, last would... year they were the second best team in the league in the West. This year, mm-hmm. I mean, they basically won 50 games. I mean, and we're still sitting here talking about him. Like, yeah, like it's just Utah. Yeah, uh, I sent Ben a text one day. I said Utah's the NBA version of Gonzaga. They are. <laughs> that's they that's are. a good analogy. That's a good analogy. <laughs> the way the way I look at the Jazz right now is the way that I looked at the Hawks back in the uh, the uh, late to or the mid to late two thousands when they had all those teams that just were always like the perpetual like five or six seed when they had mm-hmm. Kyle Korver when they had. Um, you know, Al Horford, all those guys um, going out there, Joe, Joe Johnson, they just kept making it to the playoffs, but they never really did any real damage. One year they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, 
um, with that squad. But besides that, they were just kind of the same team that ju- they just kept together for a long time. And that's kind of how I feel. This team's kind of ran its course. And and like you said, Josh, I think they should be better and they should be just wiping the floor with the Mavericks right now because I will say this, uh, you know, I know <laughs> – Tim will probably talk mountains of shit about Rudy Gobert all day. Like he, mm-hmm. he, him and Trey, Trey Young, they, uh, oh, yeah. those, I think those were his two least, least favorite players. But I'm, I'm a big yeah. Rudy Gobert fan. I've, I, as, as of late, he's not an exciting guy, but he just grinds, man. And he's, he controls so much defensively, just as one person can do that. And, you know, I don't know, like I said, after this season, I don't know what's going to happen. Do they keep Gobert? Do they keep Donovan Mitchell? Do they trade one of them? I don't know, but something's got to give at some points. And I don't think this team has enough to make it to the Western Conference Finals this year. But, you know, it's a good squad, but there's there's something missing. And like like Josh said, Ingles getting out, you know, getting hurt and then getting traded, it, it really, really hurt this team. They oh, can yeah, get a absolutely. lot. They can get a lot for Donovan Mitchell. I, I feel like if there's anybody they move, it's him. They can get a crap ton of, for him in return. Draft picks, players. I don't know how much you get for Gobert because of how limited he is on offense. I don't know if if people are real, solely going to want him just for his defensive prowess, but um, I am definitely sold on, you know, even even like, like I said, I would like to see Donovan Mitchell with Luka. Um, I'd Ooh. like to see Donovan Mitchell in New York. Uh, I feel like there's a lot in return for him um, with him being so young still and, um, you know, being healthy at least. Um, you know, he's a guy that's going to get you 25-plus a game. So um, they might as well just go ahead and do it while they can. Get something for him. Yeah, and I think and I think they will. I think they will. I think this is going to be – I think this is going to be the end of the run for this team. But like I said – this is a series that, like, I and I and I, I if I'm, I was a bet, if I was a betting man, I would say it's probably the lowest rated se- series on TV right now, too. I just, I just don't see people in the history in of this. NBA basketball. In the history of NBA <laughs> basketball, you like it. I really like how you you, you really kind of like rubbed it in right there at the end. That's good. Yeah, I'm I thinking kinda... people are watching the G League playoffs right now instead of this. <laughs> So let's go on to uh, the final series uh, that we haven't talked about. And this is one, guys, that I am super stoked for because it has happened. The Golden State Warriors are back completely. Draymond is healthy. Clay is healthy. Steph, a little wobbly, but healthy. And and we have... And and we have went ahead and added the third splash brother. We're we're now calling it the pool party. Jordan Poole, who has become just an absolute stud, an Mm -hmm. absolute find. It's going to probably be a problem when it comes to his contract soon. But guys, I watched both of these games and I am really, really, really excited for the Golden State Warriors right now. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's not really fair that you get to add another score um, to Golden State. Um, you know, you get Clay back, which is like a you know All Star level midseason acquisition without having to trade anything away. You get Jordan Poole, who's been playing out of his out of his mind. You get Draymond back. Um, you know, it, it's a uh, 
this team uh, is starting to hit on all cylinders, and, and it's it's crazy because you know you're you're getting you know you got a Gary Payton Jr. that's giving you minutes. You still got Otto Porter that still comes off the bench for them. I mean, it, this team has a lot of depth um, and, and can do uh, uh, I mean do a lot of different things and beach in so many different ways. Um, it, it, they're going to be fun to watch uh, make their run to their NBA championship like I predicted. <laughs> nobody, nobody. <laughs> you got to always let us know that you were the, it, we heard it first here from Ben. They're making it to the NBA championship and they're winning the championship, correct? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, hey, the we, thing the thing for me that that I've noticed about the Warriors um, and this is how you can tell they're back. Um, I love the fact that they have their little lineup names, you know, the 3G lineup, the new def lineup, uh, where they run Clay, Steph, Wiggins, Draymond, and Poole. Uh, that lineup is super scary. Um, mm-hmm. They go small. Um, like you said, they can throw they can throw Porter out there. Um, you know, Looney is a big help sometimes when they need to go big. But the thing I've noticed the most is that what was the thing that the Warriors were always good at when they had that when they went to those five straight finals runs was they always were this third quarter team that just blew the door off the game. Um, the second thing, uh, if you look at the last two games, they went on a major run end of the second quarter, beginning of the third quarter. They went on that run again, both games. Uh, the second game was crazy, crazy. Um, and they, I don't, was it in 19 minutes, they scored 70 points where they, mm-hmm. they were down, <laughs> they were down. And then all of a sudden they were up 20 and you were just like, holy mm-hmm. crap. And it was fast. I mean, it was fast and it was furious and they were four point plays and like fast breaking and they're, everybody's hitting threes. And you're just like, if they play like this, it doesn't matter who they play. Like every team is going to have a hard time stopping that lineup because there's no team that's in basketball right now that has three legit snipers on the floor that can just pick you apart from anywhere. Well, and and I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think this is the most dangerous shooting lineup team that they've ever assembled. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even compared to their championship teams with Kevin Durant, I mean, you look at all of the people on the floor here, Wiggins, Draymond can every once in a while hit one. Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Steph, Otto Porter Jr., Gary Payton the uh, second, and then you got you know uh, uh, Belitza as well, another guy who can hit threes. So you have so many guys, so many weapons right now where you can go out and just dominate a team. And this is a team, the Nuggets. They are two people down right now, okay? Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. is out, and Jamal Murray. They've been without them this year. Well, Nikola Jokic, you could give him one or two on MVP. He's one of the most incredible players in basketball right now. Mm-hmm. And Draymond Green is doing to Jokic exactly what like Dennis Rodman did to Karl Malone in 1997 and 1998 right now. He is just getting into his head. He is just making him really, really frustrated. And we saw it the other night, guys. He gets ejected. So, yeah. I, I mean, this is – they. he is completely falling for everything that's going on. He is incredibly frustrated with this, with this Warriors team. He does not have an answer for them. 
And, you know, like, like Josh said, Warriors, they scored 44 points in the third quarter, you know, on, on, you know, in game two, and they ended up winning the game by 20. Uh, and, you know, Jokic is out. Um, I really thought, I'll be honest with you. I thought this was going to be a much tighter series. I really did. Even without, you know, their other two guys, I was thinking that, you know, Will Barton might really step up or even Aaron Gordon, who uh, is really kind of the true real third banana of this team. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he scored seven points. He had five rebounds and three assists. There is no way that they are going to be able to win any games. No. If that's the production you're putting up right now, because you, they are paying him so much money. They got him, you know, from Orlando a couple years ago, a team that I felt like really misused him. And he never really, it was a team where he cut, I felt like he kind of checked out of, He's in a team where, you know, he's in a playoff contender right now and he's in the playoffs and this is what I'm getting from this guy. I'm not impressed. Right. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. Um I I I, I did expect more. Um I, I thought Denver would would um I thought Denver would give them more of a of a challenge. Um but Sean, you brought up a great point. Um Draymond Gary Payton the second, Otto Porter, all these guys have frustrated Denver to no end. Um, especially uh, Jokic has been frustrated, like you said. Um, so it's not only that there's there's you know, game two they shot forty three percent from three as a team. Golden State did, and fifty four percent from the field. So I mean, you know, not only are they shooting well, you know, their whole you know they held. Denver, you know, to like 36% from three and 40% from the field. So not only are they scoring baskets, they're getting stops and they're frustrating Denver. So um, they've got that championship look, that championship swagger that they had when they had Kevin Durant um, because those guys are now healthy. uh, And they have a third guy in Jordan Poole now who, um, is a legit threat to score anywhere from 25 to 40. Yeah, Jordan Jordan Poole has um and this is a guy he had he has had he's been in the league for two two other seasons. Um, you know, he was in the in the league for the bubble year and he was down in the G League and and here we are, he gets a shot this year and he is absolutely incredible. And this was a guy that wasn't even like super great in college. Um, Mm. and I feel like a guy who's, who has the, the tools to be successful, like Jordan Poole, this is the kind of atmosphere you want to put him in with a team of, of winners and future hall of famers, um, that still have, I feel like a little bit more game to give right now. And Mm -hmm. he has fit in perfectly with this group. And so I'm going to, I'm going to say this too. And and he was on the all-star team this year. Andrew Wiggins has turned his career around with this team too. Like this was mm-hmm. such, I mean, when he ended up landing in Golden State, I was like, well, they're just going to swap him out for somebody else eventually. And it's just going to, until they find somebody, they've kept him on. He's been great. So you have all these players on this team that have, um, you know, just really, really excelled. The only thing that scares me um, about a team like this is, you know, your, your defense you know, is being your, your, your starting line defense, obviously it's being anchored by Draymond, but 
Kevon Looney, if we're going, you know, if if we get to a point where, you know, Golden State gets to the NBA Finals and they're running, you know, Giannis at him the entire time, if they're running him at Looney and Draymond, it's going to be, if if they make it to the NBA Finals, it's going to be nuts. Um, yeah. Because they're going to have problems with him. But, like, I look at the rest of the Western Conference right now, and if, you know, if something happens with the Suns and, and, and you know, Booker doesn't come back for a while and, so oops, we, you know, we lost and, and, and we're out of it. Like, I really think this is golden States, you know, Siri or, or, or NBA playoffs to lose because I, I just don't, the way that they're clicking on all cylinders right now, I don't see anyone beating them. They just look right. so incredible out there. Like it is exactly the way that we saw them the last time they were all together is one. And it is, it is just remarkable to see perfect basketball being played by these guys. Yeah, it is. It, it's uh, it when they when they click like that, it's something special to behold. They they play really well, and of course, you you're always amazed at what Steph can do. Uh, but the other guys around him now, it's become it's become uh, it's become the greatest show on on the court again, like it was before. So, yeah, and if you're One, if you go ahead, Josh. I was just gonna say the I know that we it's like beating a dead horse, man, but. I don't think people understand the one guy, and I think we saw it when he was out, maybe even more than Steph. That's the 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 anchor of the team is Draymond. Like, I want a Draymond Green on my team. Like, if I'm running a basketball team, I want a Draymond on my team because you can see how smart that guy is. You can see him talking to everybody. You can see him getting people in position. I mean, he's like a quarterback on a basketball floor. Like, he's not a point guard. Yeah. Like, some of these, like Chris Paul, he's a different kind of quarterback. Like, you could see him on defense getting people in places. You can see him holding people accountable. Like, he's not the most athletic. He can't shoot the best. He can't dribble the best. But, like, he can play ball. And yep. you see that in him. And, you know, Golden State, as much as people don't want to realize it, you look at the guys on the floor and, like, who they're playing. Like, Golden State's homegrown. Minus Wiggins, like, that team is pretty much homegrown. I mean – Jordan yeah. Poole and Clay and Steph and Dre, like that's a homegrown team. Like those guys, those guys are basically drafted, like almost their entire team. Kamunga, like got the young guys that are given giving them minutes. Like you don't see that a lot. The Grizzlies are basically the same way kind of right now. Like they're pretty much homegrown. Like a lot of those guys they drafted. And I don't know when, when Golden State's on the floor, like you got four guys at any given night that can put 30 up on you. You know, pull Wiggins, mm-hmm. Clay, and Steph. Like, what do you do with that when a guy can take over a game and you got four of them? Like, the Nets have two. Like, they got Kyrie and KD. Golden State has four. Like, they have four guys that can take a game over. Yeah. Four. Yeah, and and another thing to mention about it, you know, they got, you know, they're young guys that they're not even using. Like, I really like Jonathan Kaminga. You know, he's not, mm-hmm. he's not getting any real playoff minutes unless it's, you know, garbage time. But – but he's phenomenal. And then there's the big question mark who's not here at all. James Wiseman. So it's like, yeah. you know, what can they do with him? They could you know, flip him for another contract or something, or, or maybe, maybe he comes back and actually is a, you know, the next center for the golden state warriors. Who knows this team, um, you know, they're getting older, obviously. Um, I feel like, you know, Draymond is, is one of the guys, I feel like he's taken the most beatings over the last couple of years with, with the exception of clay, who's been through multiple surgeries, but, you know, just going into the defense grind every single game, I feel like it's just kind of, 
kind of takes a, a little bit of a toll on you. So, uh, you know, you look at that, but like Steph and Clay, these guys can play, you know, many more years in the league and you add Jordan Poole to this team. And if you can keep this nucleus together, really the, the sky's the limit for these guys. I am just, I am above the moon, you know, with them all being back together. I'm so happy to be watching them again. And it just, I don't know. It just, yeah. it's, it's great for basketball, man. It's, it's, it really is. It really is. So Absolutely. Well, guys, it has been a time tonight. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining us this evening with the Bench Mob. Uh, like I said, Tim was off tonight, so so we have to, you know, sometimes we gotta we gotta do the the three piece, <laughs> and this is always fun. So I always three piece like combo, three uh, piece combo, no biscuits, you know I mean? like Tyson, <laughs> like Tyson gave that dude on the airplane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, he earned those three pieces. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, with that, all that being said, thank you for joining us. Have a great night.